Right, when I first started working for my dad at Glazer Kennedy, the first lesson he taught me is if you want to make a lot of money, ask your customers what they want and then give it to them. You know, what I love about that story is like you don't actually have to have an email list or an audience to be able to get really, really great clients. You just need to write a really great message that will attract somebody in and get them to be excited about talking to you. This tip that I'm about to share with you will allow for you to connect better with your audience, but also if you're the type of person watching this that gets writer's block or who is like finds themselves sitting in front of like a Word doc or a Google doc, not knowing even where to start. But that day I just, you know, let down my guard and just said, I'm very grateful. Thank you. And I got more response from that email than every, anything else I've seen in the entire year. Becoming a master is not about doing 4,000 things. It's about doing 12 things 4,000 times. The Ultimate Sales Machine presents the CEO Mastery Show for entrepreneurs looking to grow faster, better, smarter. Would you like to double the size of your company in the next 12 months flat? Take 30 seconds to answer our quiz on the ultimate sales machine and what's holding you back from growth. The reason is, is because 95% of businesses will never make it to a million in annual sales. Of that, 0.08% of those will reach 5 million. Of that, 1.5% will ever reach 10 million and 0.004% will ever reach 100 million and beyond. See, in most cases, it's not about your product or service. It is the skills it takes to grow your business. Based on the ultimate sales machine written by my father, Chet Holmes, voted in the top 10 most recommended marketing and sales books of all time. We can help you get there. All it takes is focusing on one skill area that can double your sales if you have the pig-headed discipline and determination to do so. So be pig-headed. Go ahead and answer those five questions on our survey to understand how you can create your ultimate sales machine. Answer these five questions at howtodoublesales.com. Hello everyone, Amanda Holmes here, CEO of Chat Homes International, and I have with me Mara Glazier, I'm so excited. So we first met at a GKIC event, so fathers of legends, creating our own legends as we're going, right? Um, Mara is known as the world's best female direct response copywriter. Yeah. Which I love, I love that. And I've, I've followed her over the years as we met, um, always breaking records everywhere she's going, you know, whether it's converting a website at 52%, which is absurdly crazy, or generating sales appointments from emails. You need to know, and here's a stat, because you know I have a market data company and I love market data. Uh, Constant Contact came out with that for every dollar you spend on email marketing, you get an ROI of $42. It is the largest ROI generating marketing um, vehicle that you could possibly do is email. That's why I had to have you come and talk about it. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank you for having me. Yes. I'm excited. Yes. Yes. So what is some of the biggest things that people or businesses are missing with email? Can we cover that first? Yeah. Yeah. So one of the biggest things people are missing is figuring out how to craft and word their emails in a way that it really resonates with their audience. And so when they do that, typically they're writing maybe about um, their programs in the way that they would think about them or their offers in the way that they would think about them as the owner of the business or someone working in the marketing department. But really it's important to write about your programs and your offers in the way that your audience would think about them. 
and communicate in the words that they would use. Yeah. So that they feel like you're reading their mind and then they want to go ahead and take the next step, book a sales call, buy whatever that is. So that's I one of the biggest that. mistakes. And, and also to tie that back for you guys, you know our buyer's pyramid, right? 3% are in that buying now category. 90% are not thinking about you, not thinking about your product, not thinking about your service, have opinions about your product or service. So how do we get in the mind of a prospect that maybe isn't thinking about your product and would be interested? Awesome. Okay, so there's a couple ways you can do this. Okay. So one way I like to do this is to survey the audience. So if you have an email list, you can send out a survey. And if you don't have an email list, you can actually call people up on the phone. That would wow. be your perfect prospect and ask them some questions. And when you're doing this, you specifically want to ask questions that allow for you to get an answer that you can look at the words and dissect patterns. So what you don't want to do is multiple choice, because if you do multiple choice, you're kind of giving them the answers that you're thinking about. Right. Right. But if you actually leave them as questions where they have to write something out or if you're talking on the phone, even better. Right you can start to look for patterns in their words and their languaging and really discover what it is that they want and the words that they're using. So I'll give you actually an example of this. So I was working on a campaign for a program selling, um, it's a program to teach women how to flip houses. Oh, okay. And before we started to write the campaign, we had thought and assumed that what these women in this audience wanted to do was they wanted to make six or seven figures a year flipping homes because like who wouldn't want to do that right sounds so great right thank goodness we surveyed the audience first because we found out that's not what they want at all what they really wanted was just to flip a few homes a year and then take the rest of the year off to do what they love so they wanted to replace their income with their flipping business and then have the rest of the year to be with their family do activities that they love and those are two very different things so had we written the campaign about what we thought it would have been, it would have flopped. But we wrote it about what they told us they wanted, and it was a huge success. And, and you can also do this in DMs, right? Like Instagram, I know you can ask questions and get their feedback. You can ask it on your Facebook page or on your LinkedIn page or your group. Yeah, I love that. What a great example, too, of really realizing Lady Boss was just talking about this on stage. So we're at Funnel Hacking Live right now, and she was saying that the way that they grew to $160 million is they just kept asking, what do you want? What are you missing? What do you need? And getting that feedback. So yeah. she validated what you just said. Yeah, exactly right. When I first started working for my dad at Glazer Kennedy, the first lesson he taught me is if you want to make a lot of money, ask your customers what they want and then give it to them. Oh, I and love that. So I never forgot that. And then there's another way you can get inside the mind of your buyer, which is what I found is that not all, but most business owners would have been a perfect ideal client for themselves a couple years ago, five years, 10 years ago, before they discovered the thing that they discovered that they now sell. Again, it doesn't apply to everybody, but it applies right. to a lot of people. So what you could do is tap into your past to connect with your audience's current pain. So think about what would have, what would someone have had to have said to you to get you to take a response in that email to, to get you to book that sales call or you to buy that thing? Or what were your fears back then? What were your dreams back then? What were your desires back then? And really get in that mindset and speak to that in your emails and your copy. Wow, that's really interesting. I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I realized I, I, 
I've been working on the new edition of my father's book and there was so much that had been coming out about solutions. Everybody's talking about all of the solutions, but we're not talking about the pain enough, right? Because people are more motivated towards pain. So thinking back to fears and then being able to articulate that in an email, like, are you worried about keeping the lights on to generate new business, right? Here's a simple solution to that. I'm, I'm riffing here about yeah, an email. Okay. Yeah, but that's exactly right. Okay. You got it. So those are two strategies that you can use. Actually, it's three strategies because there's an email survey you can get on the phone. I really like the phone option. You probably do too. Yeah, I do. Um, because then you can pry and ask even more questions and go even deeper mm -hmm. and then tap into your past to connect to your audience's current pain. Awesome. And then anything about like the actual writing of the email? Okay, so here's a, a tip that, I mean, I still use this to, to this day. If you would like to have a profound breakthrough in your business, talk to our team live by visiting chetholmes.com forward slash breakthrough. Good advice is contextual. Get your answers at chetholmes.com forward slash breakthrough. This tip that I'm about to share with you will allow for you to connect better with your audience, but also if you're the type of person watching this that gets writer's block, Mm. or who is like finds themselves sitting in front of like a Word doc or a Google doc, not knowing even where to start. Right. This will really help you. Oh, great. So I write all of my emails as if I'm writing to a friend who would be a perfect ideal client for me. And I specifically have one friend, Carrie, like I write all my stuff to her, right? So pick that one friend. <laughs> I love and that. Because what happens is if you are sitting down to write a sales email, sometimes you freeze up or sometimes you make it like too professional or it doesn't really match how you would speak. But if you can relax and just pretend like you're writing an email to your friend like you would every day where you don't even stress about it, mm -hmm. that will remove a lot of that anxiety, but also allow for you to speak in a way that creates more engagement with your audience because you're speaking to them as, as someone that you already have a relationship with. And that will be picked up on the other side of the email. That energy will be put into that email and received on the other side of the email. Mm -hmm. So that's a quick tip on how to do that. And I, I mean, I've been doing that forever. I, I use my own little hack. I love that. I love that. I do the same thing with video. When I think of who's on the other side, I will speak specifically to that person and I have to have that person or it, it kind of gets wobbly of who I'm actually directly talking to. Right. Yeah, so how point. interesting as far as how to keep people's engagement and actually have them read your email. How, how do we make emails be more interesting? Okay. Awesome. So there's a couple things that you can do. So one, you don't want to be afraid to show your personality in your emails. And as my dad says, you even want to be outrageous, right? Oh, okay. So there's a couple ways you can do that. So one is, um, I don't worry about the spelling and the grammar being absolutely perfect. Sometimes I'll use abbreviated words. Sometimes I'll use um, emojis. Um, I often like to put photos or giphies inside of my emails because like imagine for a moment you are waking up in the morning, you go to your email inbox, you open an email and it's just like, black text on like a white screen, right? It looks kind of boring, right? You're like, oh, this is gonna be the most boring email ever. But if you see a Giphy or you see a really interesting photo, it might cap, you know, capture your attention and get you excited to find out what that's about. So by using emojis, using pictures, using Giphy's, um, video images, anything like that, you can make the email look more appealing so that then the reader will want to actually read it. Um, so that's another way that you can make it more interesting. And then also like 
um, I like to use, there's this terminology about copy doodles. Copy doodles are kind of like, were invented over 10 years ago, but it's hand drawn fonts or like hand oh, okay. fonts. Yep. And so you could use that in your emails too. Oh. Um, so there's so many different little tricks in that regard. Yeah, I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, so look at the copy cosmetics of your emails and how you make them interesting. And then also just don't be afraid to be yourself and writing as if you're writing to a friend will really help you with that because it will allow for you and give you that permission to infuse your personality into the email as well. I totally re relate with what you're saying. I recently sent out an email. So it was the nine year anniversary of my father passing. Nine years it's been, wow. it's insane. And yeah. I wrote a very, personal email. You know, every week we're doing something, teaching about some way to grow your sales. And this was just saying, you know, on this day, I just have to thank you for all of you that are still here. You know, nine years later, we're still here. 60% of second generation businesses fail. The fact that we're here says volumes. Thank you. And the response that I got, I'm even getting chills just thinking about it again. The response that I got from that email you know, I felt like I had to be buttoned up and say something really, um, you know, insightful or, or here's a great another hack. But that day I just, you know, let down my guard and just said, I'm very grateful. Yeah. Thank you. And I got more response from that email than every, anything else I've seen in the entire year. Yeah. That one was so, I mean, people like, we've been with you for 20 years. That was oh awesome. I can't believe it. Like they're, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it brought tears to my eyes seeing those responses. So I can really relate to what you just Yeah, said. your audience wants to know you and they want to know about you just as much as they want to learn from you. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think one of the things that we forget is there's lots of people that do what we do. If you're watching this, there's probably lots of people that do what you do too, but your audience is there for you or your, they're your customers, they hire you for you. So you get to be you and yeah. get, and, and they get to fall in love with you and that's totally okay. Another topic that I hear from you guys all the time is you're wanting to know about cold prospecting. How do cold prospect using email? <laughs> so can you share maybe a story about that where you've been able to get a client using cold email? Yeah, so when I first started my copywriting agency, I didn't have an email list, mm. but what I knew how to do was write really good messages. So I went through my Facebook friends and I made a list of every single person that I knew that either would be a great client for me or who would know people who would be a great client for me. Mm. And I typed up a little, a little message and I sent that out to every single person. I personalized them and added a little, you know, a one-on-one -on -one note at the beginning of all, yeah. all of them. And um, so the result of that was actually within two weeks, I landed a $4,500 a month retainer client and they still send us projects to this day wow. years later. And so, um, you know, what I love about that story is like, you don't actually have to have an email list or an audience to be able to get really, really great clients. You just need to write a really great message that will attract somebody in and get them to be excited about talking to you. I think this is also crucial because we don't think about our Facebook friends as, or some people have more than others. It depends on your industry. You don't think of that like, oh, maybe I could find some clientele in my Facebook friends. At least I hadn't prior. Same with your phone. How often do you go through and actually look through your contacts and go, 
oh, who could potentially work with me, right? And you just start texting. It's the same, it's the same idea, right? It's the same idea. And then what's also love cool about Facebook is like, let's say there's a specific person that you want to connect with, but okay. they're on your dream 100 list. Yeah. You want to connect with them, but you don't know them. So with Facebook, you can go on Facebook and see if you have any mutual friends and then ask one of those friends for oh. a mutual introduction, Yes, which I found really allows for you to capture their attention more than if you were just to message them oh, more on your own because it. you kind of have their endorsement, right? So you can, you can do that, that on LinkedIn too. too. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. I love that. That is ooh, that's such a good tip and it's so simple. And yet majority of people do not do that. Mm -mm. Not they think, oh, where am I going to get my prospect from? High in the sky. Maybe I'll buy a list. Maybe I'll, right? Oh, that's yeah. brilliant. You might know somebody who knows that person that you want to know. Exactly. Oh, that's so good. And all you have to do is ask for the intro. My dad always says, don't ask, don't get. So sometimes you just got to ask, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, this has been so wonderful. I've been wanting to do something for a while. So thank you so much for providing so much value to everyone. I'm sure they're appreciative as well. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed chatting with you. How do we find you? Um, you can go to maraglazer.com and yes. you can find me right there. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Claim your free chapter four of the ultimate sales machine. This chapter helps you get nine times more impact from every move you make. Visit ultimatesalesmachine.com. This has been the CEO Mastery Podcast, brought to you by The Ultimate Sales Machine.